Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about faith, family, freedom, the state of Illinois, our nation, and conservative action. Here's David Smith and Monty Larrick. Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. More COVID casualties. The Springfield Nativity Scene Committee's annual Nativity Scene Ceremony and Crest Display in the Capitol Rotunda in Springfield canceled. A 12-year streak now broken by the pandemic, which also claimed other holiday exhibits and activities in the Capitol building. But the pandemic is not shutting down the true message of Christmas. God sent His Son, His only Son, to us for our salvation. Following a 2018 Nativity Scene Ceremony in Springfield, Attorney Tom Brecka with the Chicago-based Thomas More Society explained why the good news of the gospel is especially important in a divided America. And as you know, we're even more divided now. Mr. Brecka also commented on how manger scenes in the public square and on your front lawn help protect free speech and religious freedom. Monty, it's not only a free exercise of religion, it's free speech in the sense that the religious message is as much free speech as is a political message. And that equivalency is the basis for our legal argument that uh, even the ACLU has to agree with. If you can stand on your soapbox and preach your politics, then legally you cannot attack the content of religious speech, you can stand on your soapbox and preach the gospel message. And the gospel message is overdue to be paid attention to in our politics, especially here in Illinois. And indeed, religious beliefs should be heeded more in our politics. It's the whole idea of selflessness, selfless sacrifice. Uh, You know, God loved the world so much he gave his only begotten son to us to redeem us. That kind of selflessness is utterly absent uh, much too often from our politics. It's a message that uh, should be heard, should be heeded, and I think our state and nation would be much better off if that were the case. In a divided nation, that could be a unifying message. Well, it should be. It certainly was back uh, in in 1776. And, you know, uh, I don't think fundamentally as a... American people that we've changed, at least the hardy remnant here has not changed and we need, we have to fight for those truths again, just like the colonists had to fight uh, the old guard in Europe. Uh, We've got to fight, it's a different fight now, but we've got to keep that fight going on now as never, as before I should say. And if we don't exercise the free exercise of religion in the public square, we could lose that right. Well, that's absolutely right. As, as I, again, it's not just free exercise, which sometimes people think of as worshiping in church. It's free speech, which is out in the public square where those who are not people of faith can hear and, we hope, heed our message. But I think the uh, Christians have to realize that there is a lot of secular uh, significance bound up with the Christian message. The nativity scene behind us is a fountainhead of values that we invoke, but we don't really think of them as religious. Equality. Uh, All men are created equal in the Declaration of Independence. Well, that's a religious. That comes from Christianity. Rich or poor, we all are equal in the eyes of God, 
and Christ our Savior. Uh, he was born in a stable in swaddling clothes. Shepherds, animals came uh, to pay heed to him, as did kings. What a wonderful uh, celebration and proclamation of fundamental American values, as well as at the heart of our Christian faith. A timeless message for today and the future. Absolutely, Monty, absolutely. And I know we do, we rehearse these truths uh, this time of year annually, but we need to uh, not take them for granted, not treat them as pedestrian or cavalier or simply seasonal. I mean, yes, we do a lot of gift giving and a lot of materialism at Christmas, but that core message is here as powerful now as it always has been. Attorney Tom Brecka on why it's so important to bring the message of Christmas to the public square. Now, after a time out, we'll highlight what Mr. Brecka had to say about potential threats against the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, and he'll comment on what else anti-life forces want to bring to Illinois. Even at times like these, the message of the angels is loud and clear. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. In their nativity narratives, Matthew and Luke recount four angelic visits to Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist, to Mary, to Joseph, and to the shepherds. In each visitation, the angels say, fear not. It's a message that would not only help these mere mortals overcome the shock of coming face to face with an angel, it prepared them for the surprising work of God to bring salvation into the world. I think today many of us might need to hear that same Christmas message. Fear not. Our world seems to be spinning out of control. The pandemic, the riots, the election. But we must not fear. Why? Because the child whose birth we celebrate is Emmanuel, God with us. As we prepare to celebrate the birth of Jesus, remember, if God is with us, who can be against us? If God took on flesh and secured our future, why should fear ever paralyze us? I'm John Stone Street. People are talking a lot about healthcare these days. There are so many changes, so many questions. As Christians, where can we turn for answers? At Samaritan Ministries, we believe the answer is in Jesus Christ, working in the lives of his people, demonstrating Christian community by sharing each other's medical needs, scripturally, faithfully. Here's just part of Brett's story in his own words. When I reflect on Samaritan Ministries, the biggest thing that stands out to me is that we, as a body of believers, are living out New Testament Christianity. This idea that Samaritan has adopted from the Book of Acts should permeate all parts of our lives, not just health sharing. It, it, it has a profound impact on people like me and my wife. Brett is just one of over 200,000 members who are sharing over $23 million in medical needs each month. If you'd like to experience what it's like to partner with other Christians for your health care needs, and you'd like to see what other members are saying, visit MySamaritanStory.org. Thanks for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. I'm Monty Larry. Back in 2018, Spotlight spoke with attorney Tom Brecka following the Springfield Nativity Scene Committee's annual Christmas ceremony in the state capitol building rotunda, along with discussing the importance of that event and spreading the message of the true meaning of Christmas, Mr. Brecka also weighed in on possible efforts in the legislature to repeal Illinois' Parental Notice of Abortion Act, and he spoke about a potential move to bring legalized euthanasia to Illinois. 
while legislative leaders have put those issues on the back burner the last couple of years because of state budget concerns, the pandemic, and whatever. Anti-life Democrats still have supermajority control of the Illinois House and Senate, so the threat is still there. Mr. Brecca, the founder and chief legal counsel for the pro-life Thomas More Society, also commented on potential attacks by Democrats in Congress against the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. His remarks are especially timely now because Joe Biden has promised to make passage of the pro-LGBT anti-Christian Equality Act one of his top priorities if he becomes president. That measure would throw out religious protections against LGBT dictates. I think we're going to be embattled. We're going to fight hard. Uh, I think we may lose a few of these battles. Uh, They're going to go after the Religious Freedom uh, Protection Act. They're going to go after parental notice uh, for abortion in Illinois. And, you know, they may overreach. Uh, I'm not conceding any of those battles, but if we do lose them, uh, it's important for people not to lose hope. You know, in the uh, case that got me involved in pro-life legal work, now versus Scheidler, we had three Supreme Court decisions. The first one was against us, and it was rather devastating. It was nine to nothing. Uh, It's not that they didn't like uh, what Joe Scheidler and pro-lifers were advocating. It's simply that the legal theory that prevailed, they disapproved of. They overturned it. Even Scalia uh, was against it. But, you know, I often think if we hadn't lost that first Supreme Court appeal so decisively, we may never have been in a position to win the next two, eight to one in 2003, eight to nothing after Justice O'Connor retired in 2006. Uh, Why? The other side got arrogant. They overplayed their hand. They got greedy. They, uh, I think, went too far in the wrong direction. And uh, that resulted in this decisive turnabout. Uh, We may see the same thing in politics now. If bad things happen, we should not lose heart. We should hang in there and call the shots as we see them. You know, our state of Illinois is on a financial uh, precipice here. And uh, if they push it over into chaos, uh, my gosh, imagine. I think there'll be a great uh, resurgence of sensible views, and even in our Illinois politics, that's what we've got to hang in there. Make the argument, make it often, make it loud, make it eloquent, uh, and uh, I think uh, we can still turn this thing around. Congress, apparently with uh, Democrats in control of the House, U.S. House, will try to gut the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Why is that act so important? Well, the Religious Freedom Restoration Act has been a pillar of our pro-life and religious liberty jurisprudence for a generation. And it came to a head, for example, in the Hobby Lobby case. Now, as far as people on our side were concerned, Hobby Lobby, the case that attacked the religious uh, suppression in the Obamacare uh, law, Uh, that should have been resolved on First Amendment grounds, on constitutional grounds, but it wasn't. It was resolved on a lesser ground based on the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. 
and we don't want to lose that pillar. And I would hope and pray that whatever the Democrat-controlled Congress does, the Republican-controlled Senate will be a bastion of resistance, will be in the resistance on this one. Uh, I would imagine one of the big dangers right now before us would be trying to water down uh, Illinois' lone pro-life legislation, uh, the Parental Notice of Abortion Act. Well, they fought uh, successfully to keep that uh, bill from going into effect, uh, even though it had been signed into law, because the Illinois, first the Illinois Supreme Court would not uh, issue rules that were necessary to pass constitutional muster with the federal courts. Finally, we prevailed on them to issue those rules. And then they filed a lawsuit uh, to stop the notice going into effect. Uh, and that held it up another three or four years. We finally prevailed. And that law has been in effect now for, what is it, three, four, five years. I've lost track. but uh, It's making an impact. Oh, it is making an impact, and uh, you know, and yet uh, maybe uh, it could be enforced more aggressively. Uh, you know, they allow bypasses under those Illinois Supreme Court rules, and we don't uh, have the opportunity to participate in those bypass hearings. And we think what they've done is find uh, judges who will give them a rubber stamp. Uh, but still, the figures are showing a lot of less young women uh, having abortions in Illinois than before. A lot of the out-of-state uh, people come in here, though, even with our parental notice law, because they are trying to avoid consent laws, which other states have passed. And, uh, for example, you know, they built Planned Parenthood, a huge new uh, mega abortion clinic in Flossmoor. And Flossmoor happens to be situated conveniently to the Illinois border. So they're trying to lure young women and couples from Indiana to come and patronize our estate. And if they can get rid of that parental notice law and otherwise reduce the barriers to abortion, you know, not as strong as we would like, but uh, still they are a barrier. If they can get rid of them, why, uh, this will be indeed the abortion capital uh, of the broader Midwest, if not the country, and uh, another New York, you know. What do folks listening need to do to help protect Illinois' Parental Notice of Abortion Act? Well, I think they've got to contact their legislators and let their views be known, uh, again, loudly, often, powerfully. But they've also got to talk to their neighbors to see that other people are aware of these issues. You know, family values count uh, for a great deal among people who may not agree with us on abortion uh, as a general issue throughout the body politic. But on the other hand, when you invade a family and uh, expose your daughter to serious invasive surgery without mom or dad even knowing about it, and encouraging the daughter to not tell the mom or dad and uh, kind of render Planned Parenthood as a uh, stand-in parent. I mean, that, that alarms people. That's why parental notice laws are so widely supported. And I think we've got to tap into that uh, support and make sure that uh, people are aware that this goes against something that's very, very uh, 
highly uh, cherished in Illinois, which is family integrity. Well, we just discussed uh, protecting the parental notice of abortion act, but what do folks need to do also about uh, protecting the Religious Freedom Restoration Act? Well, it may be a little more complicated because it sounds technical, but again, I think we've got to publicize it. We at Thomas More Society should do a better job of that. Illinois Family Institute is wonderful, Monty, in this program. But, you know, our focus, uh, we spend too much time in San Francisco defending David Delighton and his undercover videos. We've got to pay attention to what's happening uh, here at home. We need to beat the drum, I think, over 12 months a year, 24-7, so to speak. Yes, we have a lot of lawyering to do, but there's a lot of politicking to be done, too. Before we close off, we're hearing that lawmakers here in Illinois could be... Uh, open to the idea of assisted suicide and euthanasia coming to Illinois. Uh, what do you hear and what will the Thomas More Society do to fight that? Uh, if that happens, we'll be ready to fight back and we probably should do some preventive publicity about the issue because you know, we're going to find out that uh, mom or dad uh, or grandmother or grandfather, and I'm in that category now, you know, I think that uh, People ought to be aware of the issues, uh, be aware that there are a lot of folks who talk about compassion and uh, uh, helping, and by that they mean killing. It's a stark, uh, ugly truth, but I think it's one we have to face up to. And there's one thing about pain relief, but there's another thing about putting someone to death. And uh, it's not always Jack Kevorkian, uh, somebody that is well known, who's advocating uh, suffocation or other ways of getting rid of uh, relatives just saying those words it's uh, shocks it's shocking but that's going on now it's going on in a lot of nursing homes rest homes so-called final resting places for the terminally ill uh, we need to fight uh, for the right to life uh, and understand uh, that it's not an absolute. I mean, there are ways to administer pain relief to someone in desperate straits, but to do so in a way that respects their ultimate right to life and uh, whether someone lives or dies should be up to God and nobody else. Tom Brecka, the founder and chief legal counsel for the Chicago-based Thomas More Society. Pray for our state and nation during this Christmas season. And please support the work of the Illinois Family Institute, especially during our year-end matching challenge. Major contributors are standing firmly alongside the ministry of IFI by offering a two-for-one matching challenge up to $105,000. That means your tax-deductible donation will be tripled between now and the end of the year. So, Please help us reach our goal of raising $105,000 by the end of the month by donating today. Click Matching Challenge on the IllinoisFamily.org homepage. Or to make a credit card donation over the phone, call the IFI office at 708-781-9328. You can also send a gift to Illinois Family Institute. P.O. Box 876, Tinley Park, Illinois, 60477. Thank you. God bless you. Please act today, and Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to Illinois Family Spotlight. For more information, please visit us at 
ifiaction.org and look for us on Facebook and Twitter. If you would like to email us questions or comments, please do so at feedback at ifiaction.org. Until next time, stay engaged and keep your eyes on the prize. 